Hey everyone, and welcome back to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero waste living as practical as possible. Tucked in between the excess of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, this episode is about slowing down consumption and joining the movement towards buying less and giving more. I talk with Sam McAndrew about managing the free market store in Peterborough, as well as a couple other initiatives like the Green Dishes program. We chat about Black Friday madness, buy nothing days, and how the take what you need, give what you can model is definitely a philosophy to live by. Let's go. Hi, Sam. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Practically Zero Waste. Can you tell me a bit about yourself and what were you doing before you came to be involved in OPERG, as I shall pronounce it, if that is how you pronounce this acronym? Yeah, so usually I describe it as like purr like a cat, the in-between, <laughs> OPERG. Yeah, so a bit about myself, sure. I went to Brock University for my undergrad and MA in Social Justice and Equity Studies. Uh, so I was in St. Catharines for about eight years or so. Mm-hmm. And there was a class talk during, I think it was like a second year course I was taking in women and gender studies to get involved in a sexual violence prevention kind of group. Oh, wow. And then from there, since I was a pretty dedicated volunteer, they're like, oh, have you ever heard of Oprah Brock before? Okay. And I so was like, Remind no. us what, or tell us for the first time, what does that acronym stand for? For sure. So Oprah stands for Ontario Public Interest Research Group. Yeah. <laughs> you understand why we've shortened it. <laughs> yes, right? Um, so basically, there are almost a dozen Oprahs across Ontario. Okay. And we all do the same general work of research, education, and action on social and environmental justice. Amazing. So all of the OPERGs are autonomous, so we get to choose what we kind of focus on. Oh, cool. Good. And I mean, since we're also a grassroots organization, for different cities, there are different needs. So we're not all going to go and do the same event or like the Absolutely. same kind of Absolutely, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I interrupted that thought from when you were oh, at no Rocks, but go for it. Yeah, so I got involved with a sexual violence prevention group. I was kind of like getting into the swing of volunteering and figuring out like where I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I started volunteering with them, became a board member for the first time, which was a very interesting experience <laughs> because... If you're a student and you've never been a board member before, like you're an employer in yeah, a sense. All of so a there sudden. are a lot of like rights and responsibilities. But it was, I think, like super beneficial. And I don't think if it weren't for me volunteering there, I'd have the job I have now. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so what what do you do now? Yeah, so I'm the one full-time staff, the coordinator for Oprah Peterborough. Anything from bookkeeping, check writing, to like creating events, collaborating on events, doing training. So I do anti-O trainings for other levy groups. Um, Anti-oppression training? Is that yes. what that is? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do that for like particular groups when they want to train their boards or their staff sometimes um, or consensus-based decision-making because that's what we run on. Both of those things I'm going to be doing through OPERG with the Farmers Market Steering Committee. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> so... I do things like that. I help run the free market and green dishes program, which I'm sure we'll talk That's a lot more focus. about later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in our social media, hiring, training, volunteer management, oh my like gosh, whatever we do, I do person for this job. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So I need to be wow. uh, pretty on point with my time management skills, <laughs> <laughs> which so far is going good. Oh 
<laughs> How long have you been in this position? Just over two years now. Oh, And well I done. moved to Peterborough, like, not knowing anyone, yeah. and I came with my partner, but everyone here has been so great. Like, oh, good. we hire students, placement students, mm-hmm. um, volunteer opportunities and everything like that, but we want to make sure that they're actually, like, integrated into the community as well because I don't know for me that's really important they need to learn about where they're like now living what kind of like things are going on in the community for instance like the housing crisis Crisis. especially in Peterborough (laughs) Um, opioid crisis everywhere in Ontario yes also like educating people about like this is where you are now it's important to know the issues too Mm -hmm. so the social justice issues and and the environmental issues and I'm so I'm so excited that you talk about both of those things because often in environmental issues like you forget about how it's also a social justice issue that the people who oh, are sure. c- contributing the least to climate change are going to be the first to be affected by it. And the people mm-hmm. who are contributing the most are going to be the last to be affected in a lot of cases and not just with the whole, you know, crazy, actual, literal climate change, but you know, it's yeah. a money thing. It's a class thing. It's yeah. crazy. And Both I... are embedded in like power imbalances and wealth building. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how are you specifically doing it? How does that play out? In terms of like, how do we address it? Like the scope of that is like massive. Yeah. You can't say like, what's your goal? Oh, to solve social and environmental justice <laughs> or injustices. Like that's, that's just not that's possible. A li- yeah. Well, it's, it's a long game to play. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like people are very interested in like deliverables and quantitative statistics. <laughs> so while obviously the goal, long-term goal, is to work towards that, mm-hmm. us being a grassroots organization, and like I, w- I was talking about, like different cities need different things, Yeah, we do what the community needs. I love that, <laughs> because Peterborough needs so many. It does, yeah. Oh, and every city is going to be absolutely like different and insular. They're going to have all oh, their sure. own issues. Yeah. yeah. Like, while the housing crisis is not just in Peterborough, when one of the shelters closed over the summer... That was, like, a massive thing for people. They yeah. didn't have a place to go. So, um, actually, a couple community members came to me to ask us to do a yard sale. Yeah. So, collect, not from our free market, like, this is a separate kind of thing. People mm-hmm. were asking, oh, is, are you selling free market items? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, we did a separate collection of uh-huh. yard sale items, as well as... Um, there was a community member, actually quite a few, who were creating lists of items that people needed. Yes. So we also took donations. Good. So we ended up raising about $200. Great. And then giving it back. Homeless shelter closed. Like, people just stepped up and and tried to help in any way that they could. Like, donating Mm -hmm. tents. We had a tent city for a little while in a couple different locations. Has that been resolved at all yet? Or No. Jeez. Unfortunately. So, like... They were kicked out of Victoria Park. The tent city um, was, tent yeah. City, yeah. And one of the churches I know lent, mm-hmm. like, they opened up their lawn and space yeah. for people to stay. But then I think it was, like, at the end of October, due to, like, colder weather and stuff like that, they had to say no at that point. Uh, probably as an insurance thing, like, if somebody yes. goes to that, like... Yeah. Not to be gruesome, but... But, yeah. like, that's what they were facing. Um, so, from my understanding, there were, like, a lot of community members working on trying to find spaces where people felt comfortable. Because while maybe, yes, there are beds available, it doesn't mean that those are places to force people into yeah. when they don't feel safe. So, unfortunately, like, as amazing as shelters are, sometimes people have conflict between other people. 
And so, like, don't want to be in that space or, like, if there's drug use or something, like... Yeah, if you don't, if you don't feel safe, then that's mm-hmm. not a better option. Than... Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, there, there's still definitely a need. And while we did that, like, one thing, we knew it was not a solution, but we wanted to be able to do something to help. And that's what we had capacity to do. And yeah. so we did. Good. And I like that, that expression, like, do what you have the capacity to do and actually do it. Like, mm-hmm. and so that ties into everything that we're talking about on this podcast of just kind of like, you can't do it all. There's a oh, huge yeah. need and you can't do everything, but you have to do something. Mm-hmm. And so do what you have the capacity to do. I like that. A lot. Yeah. Like we only had myself and one part-time staff and then like a couple volunteers to help out with. So we were like, can't do a week-long yard sale. We can't, like, go door-to-door maybe with the people that we have, but mm. this is what we can do, and we ended up buying off of the list of things that they needed mm. with the money that we raised. Amazing. That's great. What kind of programs do you run on a regular basis? Let's take the environmental focus. Yeah, so, I mean, our two main programs are Green Dishes and the Free Market. Love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Green Dishes, I actually think both of them kind of started out around the same time, around 2005. Basically, the Green Dishes program is we lend out dishes for a very small fee. You wash them, you bring them back. That's awesome. Both are waste reduction programs, so instead of using, like, dollar store things or styrofoam mm-hmm. which takes like millions of years to break down it doesn't break down <laughs> you Let's know just right leave it at that. <laughs> um we're trying to offer an alternative yeah for people at a price that's actually competitive with the dollar store okay that's so, great so <clears throat> once what? we noticed we made a little bit of a profit one year we actually reduced the prices amazing because as a non-profit organization and a non-profit program we want to put it right back into it or (laughs) you know make things cheaper yeah amazing so how many dishes are in that kit and oh yes how easy is it to to use it so very easy (laughs) um if you go onto our website which is Mm opergptbo.ca um we actually have the form you just like click it and fill it out and email it to us um and we have at least 200 sets of cutlery 200 mugs 100 drinking glasses 300 large and small plates and 100 bowls so like that's quite incredible. large events can that's be done incredible. yeah we and actually did have a request for like 400 of things and we we're like we're really sorry we just don't have them yet <laughs> that's amazing though so are yeah. they all kind of standard or are they um mishmash of things the mugs are definitely a mishmash yeah <laughs> but like for the most part As mugs should be the large plates are there's like two sets kind of mm-hmm. the small plates there's two sets cutlery is kind of a mixed bag but like when we do get requests for which we have for like weddings mm-hmm. we will make the effort to try and make the things that we can match as much as we can that's lovely yeah <laughs> so not always is it possible but like some of the like cutlery has like pretty funky handles like maybe they're not interested in those and that's okay <laughs> or maybe that's the head table or maybe that's the head the- table yeah <laughs> which i like <laughs> That's great. And so if people want to take out a certain amount, then they can take out that certain amount or do they always get the 600 like items? Oh no, time? you the form is you fill out how many you want of which category. Okay, and then you put it together for them. Yep, and then they just pick it up from us and then drop it off when it's clean. Is there like a certain expectation for like how they're washed or just like wash the food off? <laughs> I mean, wash, wash the food the off. The so plates that... are normally white, so like, wash it so it's white again. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not white when you return it, then yeah, we'll no, you didn't wash it. Yeah, and like, okay. part of the agreement is, like, we don't have a dishwasher no. or like a group of people to wash the dishes all of the time, unfortunately. Uh-huh. So 
they are as clean as the last person left it behind for you. Which is part of the whole system that like you're getting these dishes at a lower amount than if you were to go to an official rental, like, mm-hmm. you know, specialized, everything's pretty and matching. Yeah. And so you're already getting it at a discount. So that's great. Then oh, for sure. You just, you just have the expectation that somebody's cleaned it. And if I have a concern, then I'll wash it first through the dishwasher and then, mm-hmm. and then do it. And then, like, we've been nice a few times of like we noticed like maybe doing inventory some of the dishes were like not looking the greatest we would like personally i'd go home and wash a few of them for a couple hours whatever it's not a big deal you're very nice (laughs) (laughs) but i like the idea of it being very hands-off you guys just store the dishes basically and Mm -hmm. and do the rental fee and everything but really it's it's as clean as they (laughs) were left by the last person who used it for sure it's not sustainable for a one full-time staff to clean the dishes no so it's great and like i really haven't had any problems since i've started with having dishes clean. That is so great. I yeah. love that. I think it's awesome that students would be able to access this too. And that mm-hmm. like, is it advertised with Trent and stuff that if you're holding an event, don't buy dollar store junk that's going like buying something just to throw it away. Instead, rent these dishes. It's super easy. Trent University also has a dish program. I don't know the oh. specifics oh, of it, right. but like okay. they also do it as well. But community groups, community um, groups could take but advantage yeah, of this. I don't know what their requirements are. I haven't looked at it in a little while. Mm-hmm. But for us, like it could be one individual, it could be an organization, it could be another nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Anybody can use it. All they have to do is ask us to schedule when. Cool. So the only like time in which sometimes we don't have the dishes is like there's a couple festivals each year that we tend to do. So I always like let people know not available around this, this time. Yeah. We're not normally free, but otherwise we're always free. That's great. <laughs> because we have so many dishes and most events have like maybe 50 people so like you could have three or four events going on right. at the same time yeah oh that's so good well that's yeah. great that's great for people who are local to peterborough to know that that this is an option interestingly we also started bartering with people Ooh. <laughs> so for instance like arthur newspaper like a loaf of bread and a dozen <laughs> eggs for the use of your dishes somewhat similar so like for <laughs> arthur newspaper they needed some dishes for their annual general meeting mm-hmm. and instead of exchanging funds we exchange like green dishes for advertising space yes i love you that. know why not why not there um, are equal value just yeah that's right great. so instead of having to worry about that because like some people don't have like the budgets to be able to like do like a cash exchange but yeah. there are other services that we provide for each other mm-hmm. that we could do instead that's been actually really fun to do this past year <laughs> so finding like we also helped with trent apiary have like a bit of that's space nice. in our basement and in exchange, like, maybe get, like, a jar of honey or two and then, like, give that as a thank you to oh, one right. of our, you know, panelists or speakers or something. Oh, that's great. Yeah. What a great system. That's so smart. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I love that. And as a nonprofit, that makes so much sense. Like, everybody's winning. Nobody's yeah. losing any money. And, yeah, like, I think it's such a smart system. Oh, for sure. And, like... For folks who maybe don't want to do the bartering or are nonprofits that don't mm-hmm. have a budget, we have in the past waived the fee even for nonprofits and just asked them to advertise our services. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So speaking of not spending any money, um, <laughs> I want to talk with you today about the free market and a little bit of the anti-consumerism, anti-capitalist mandate mm-hmm. of, of your Oprah group. So first, what is the free market? How did it begin? 
Give us an overview. Yeah. So the free market started in about 2005 from a group of students. Currently, we have something that's called like the free market store, which okay. you, you visited. It's basically a space right beside our office where we collect donations from students and community members and give it all back up for free. Yeah. It did not start as a store. No. <laughs> because, well, we just didn't, I don't think we had the, the space necessarily to start it like that. Um, but we do also have bins on campus. So actually over the summer, we now have one free market bin hmm. on every college campus cool. at Trent. So students can donate into the bins, look in them and grab things if they want them. Hmm. And then once in a while, we'll empty them, bring them to the free market store, display them. And then people take things, they leave things. Like it's just similarly, like there's as much or as little as people provide. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, the only thing we don't do is like <laughs> large items. Like you've yes. seen the size of the room. Right. We can't it, take like couches. No. Or really <clears throat> any furniture, right? Like True. Yeah. 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 It's more, it would be like a 10 by 8 room or like. It's, it's... <laughs> yeah. So basically we take like clothing, shoes, small household items, mm-hmm. books, get lots of textbooks. So I always, whenever we're like tabling on campus, tell people to check the free market first because you could save hundreds of dollars. Seriously. Absolutely. textbooks are so expensive. And they're dumb. I remember <laughs> textbooks. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> wow. It sounds so cool because it's yeah. just so self-sustaining. It's like a thrift shop without any money happening. And it's just, you can make donations and you can take what you need, give what you can sort of mm-hmm. system. And, and there's no obligation to give in order to take. And oh, for no, sure. Yeah. Wow. I mean, truthfully, there are obviously like challenges in running a free market. <laughs> because... Tell me about the challenges though, because I want people to be able to start these things in their own campus, in their own hometown, wherever they are. So yeah. So it used to be just volunteer run. Ah, But we had, like, before I started, there was, like, a six-month gap between me and the last person. Mm -hmm. Nothing that could have been, like, planned or, like, foreseen, which is totally fine. But then also with turnover with students, like, you lose volunteers very quickly if you do not maintain them. So I kind of had to almost start from scratch to re-get volunteers. And now it's kind of more so run by student staff and myself to make sure that it's open on a consistent basis. Oh, yeah. And then volunteers come in and help us organize the room, which yeah. is so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like we couldn't make sure that it's always open, do our regular work and do that work. There are definitely challenges in like transportation of items. Like you can't really take garbage bags from campus on the bus down to the free market very easily. No, I guess it's a little <laughs> so cumbersome. Yeah. So like I said... There's a few challenges, but obviously, like, people like using it. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of community members love it, which is amazing. When I was And we're there, doing some, yeah. like, mini free market pop-ups on campus, which students Ooh, love. I like that so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, so a couple other Opergs started doing free market pop-ups, too. Oh, cool. So, Operg Brock actually has and rents out, like, a storage space. And then at local events, they do free market pop-ups. Cool. And Operg Toronto actually also has like a mini free market area right outside their office. I love it. Mm-hmm. I would love to just have like coat racks of help yourself, take yeah. what you want and leave what you want. And oh, it's looking a little empty. Do a call out and then, yeah. We like, have never had that problem. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine actually. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. One day I had um, a young boy come into the free market and be like, oh, wow, look at all this stuff. And then he asked me, what happens if someone takes everything? Like what happens if they just empty the room? And I was like, 
I would welcome it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if someone wants or needs all those things, has a community to give out all those items to or something, yeah. we will not have nothing for long. Yeah. <laughs> we always get so many donations. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Um, just last year from campus, it was at, uh, we averaged at least 100 bags, which is like 2,000 pounds. <laughs> and that's just from campus. We get probably the same amount of donations in the office. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, I was on my way there and was biking and there was, like, a random frying pan out yeah. on the curb. And I was like, okay. And I, like, brought it with me and it was in decent condition. So I dropped it off at the free market. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was gone later that day. Like, no lie. See? Okay. On that note, today I was out for a walk and I'm, rather than a dumpster diver, I'm more of, like, a ditch diver. So, like, mm-hmm. when there's stuff in the ditch, I'm just gonna, like, this is stupid. Why is yeah. this perfectly good thing there? So I have brought home with me, like, so often random nasty looking clothing that, mm-hmm. like, has just fallen and got soaked by the rain and the mud oh, and yeah. everything. And I, like, wash it and donate it. And there's a perfectly good t-shirt that somebody somehow lost their t-shirt on their walk home. <laughs> I don't know. It's winter, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, a child's potty training seat sort of thing Mm -hmm. was, like, in the ditch on my walk home today. So it's being washed in my tub, and I'm going to donate it. Like, it's just, like, why are these things, these perfectly usable things going in the garbage? And this free market, or thrift shops and stuff, but, like, free Mm -hmm. market is more accessible. Mm -hmm. These things exist. We just need to give it to them. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, I mean, worst case scenario, even if those items were deemed, like, just textile and not even could be worn again we actually have textile recycling like a, a bin at the tell me about that because i don't know anybody <laughs> who recycles textiles in peterborough yeah so to be honest it was a bit difficult to find where to do it i've seen things online where it's like h&m which is like fast fashion basically mm-mm, like mm-mm. we'll collect your stuff for you when you're shopping but the recycling plant in peterborough actually has like a designated area to mm-hmm. do that for some people, it's not accessible in that it's no. a bit far out. Yeah. So we actually collect textiles at the free market. There's a bin that says textile waste. Mm-hmm. And then people can just put them into there and we'll do it for them. So what, do you know what happens to it at the recycling plant? Like, is it So I did burned? go inside and ask. <laughs> Good for you. Because I was curious. Yeah. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is they cannot guarantee you that all of it will be reused again. So that's right. the downfall of it because they don't even know necessarily, the folks that work there, what happens to it afterwards. Interesting. So I know that we've donated like since last September, not like this one, but the one previous, at least 10 bags of textile. Okay. I'm not sure how much or what percentage was actually brought to textile recycling, even though I brought it to the bin. Right. So you bring it to the recycling center and then they process recycle it. it. So whatever that means, whoever their uh, processors are mm-hmm. at the time, like I know that changes hands so often. And exactly. So, okay. Interesting. I will so, keep that in mind. Similar to what we were talking about before, like we do our best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not a hundred percent of it gets reused, yeah. but as much as we can possibly do is what we try for. Cool. Wow. That's good to know because there are things that are unusable. Like if yeah. you, I don't know, sew sometimes too. So mm-hmm. like, if like you mending have, things yeah, or rags exactly. or something. You have scraps sure. that are actually unusable. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So why is it free and not just a thrift shop? The idea was always that it 
was to be accessible to everybody mm-hmm. and being anti-consumerism free. like we don't just want to promote like oh look at all this free stuff you should take it all home yes you know oh, thank <laughs> you I'm more so or less like <laughs> these things are available if you need them yes take what you need and give what you can yeah i like that because that's the other tendency with thrift shopping is that like <laughs> it's a deal you'd be silly not to buy it oh you know? i hate that oh even <laughs> hearing you say that makes me cringe right Ooh. so that's not something that we promote like if someone's like oh i'm unsure if i want it like well it might still be here tomorrow come back and see if you still really wanted it and mm-hmm. if it's gone well if someone we... else needed it more yeah Yeah, exactly. And I like that that is part of your mandate too, is that like, it's not just free, but you're also encouraging anti-consumerism. So you don't, you don't need it. You can think Mm -hmm. about it. You don't like, if you're going in with a specific thing in mind, like I went in looking for bowls and mugs um, and that was all I was looking for. And like, that's, you go in with something in mind Mm -hmm. um, and look for it. Like if you're, if you're in need of sweaters, then look for sweaters or something. Yeah. Like it's hard when things are are free and it is kind of the mentality with the whole black friday situation of like oh here are the deals gosh all of the deals are right now and if you don't shop now you won't get them you're missing out and you're like a terrible person if <laughs> like, you don't just spend like, yeah. all your money yeah that that whole thing too where you're in the grocery store or something and you see that something is on sale and it's like save two dollars and you're like i would save five dollars actually mm-hmm. if i didn't buy that at all yeah um rather than just like ooh. so unless you actually needed it mm-hmm. and you're like oh it's black friday I have been needing a good pair of winter boots for a really long time and I have not spent that money because I mm-hmm. wanted to um, like make a wise shopping choice. The thing that I want is going to be on sale today. Sure, mm-hmm. you can make that purchase because you've thought about it. You know that this is something that you need. Go for it. But if of you're course. just kind of like lining up at the shops at like 6 a.m. trying to be the first in the door to be like I want everything and everything (laughs) is super on sale today then like don't don't just stay home just sleep in and wear your pajamas all day and yeah don't go anywhere (laughs) well and now with the whole like cyber monday thing everything is being delivered so there's black friday which is normally like in person okay cyber monday is the monday following where the most online purchases can be done that are the cheapest so it's like an extension of black friday oh my gosh okay so that <laughs> i is... heard about it a couple years ago wow um I'm so like i don't know about that yeah so yeah there are <laughs> deals for black friday and like you go to the stores but then there's also deals more so online for cyber monday <laughs> <laughs> and so with people sending things out i mean i don't know how it is for amazon i'm not like a big shopper already as it was like even a long time ago but um with like amazon and stuff like that like they have those like expedited things where like even if you buy only two things one thing will be shipped on one day and another thing will be shipped on a different day like whenever it's available to get to you the fastest which is like twice the amount of waste or while like recycling or whatever no it's garbage and also the amount of fossil fuels in the shipping and carbon footprint oh my goodness wow wow so So cyber monday would almost be even worse Uh, potentially (laughs) yeah so i don't know the differences like i've never really looked at like between black friday and cyber monday 
I don't know what Amazon does or like other companies for their online stuff. Mm. It feels like they're just like expanding it for a weekend. Well, and there's like Black Friday week long sales that are like, you know, the Black Friday week of or the the build up or the, Mm -hmm. you know, all the way until Christmas. And now there's like Boxing Week here in Canada, like all of these like sales when it used to just be Boxing Day was like, you know, everything went on sale for some reason, but like now it's Boxing Week and now it's Which like there aren't even really, in my opinion, drastic enough sales to warrant people wanting to do it like a full week. Yeah, it's just it's just that that terminology, Black Friday and like a Cyber Monday and Boxing Day, all of these big, yes. you know, sale days in the universe. They just get people into a frenzy and yeah. like, you know, you're elbowing old ladies out of the way to be the first to get the TV yeah. or whatever. Like it's just that's what I picture actually. I don't actually yeah. I've never shopped anywhere on Black Friday. I, so I, <laughs> I mean, there were like reports of like people getting hurt like physically hurt <laughs> yes so it's insane yeah interestingly though i did learn that there are i don't know the names of the companies it's mostly in europe where they're actually closing down for black friday instead of having sales okay because they recognize the detriment to the environment whoa i would yeah. love to have a list of those there was companies. an article if you've followed on like facebook um, random acts of green yeah they did a post about it like yesterday okay so there's like an article about it amazing i'll look that up and put that in the show notes too in peterborough here we have peterborough green up who's been on the podcast yes. before too and they um posted something about white monday as opposed to like in protest to cyber monday and oh. Cy- like black friday they did interesting um white monday so i mean that sounded kind of weird at first because I didn't know what White Monday meant, but it's yeah. like, you know, they could have gone with like Green Monday or something, yeah. but like... Um, That's okay. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> we get the idea and I appreciate the sentiment, but yes. it was this in line with Buy Nothing Day, which is another campaign the that I've heard of. Yes. yes. So instead of shopping, trying to have a day of rest, let's call it, oh. instead of buying even your usual groceries or your usual coffee or something just Mm -hmm. try to buy nothing Mm. don't go to any shopping centers don't go to any online buying sites shopping sites yeah (laughs) um just take a chill pill and don't do anything yeah does that does that sentence date me at all do i sound old saying no 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 i don't know Uh So that's interesting. I haven't heard of that one before. I guess that's yeah, more buy new. Yeah, Nothing Day. Yeah. But I did. I have heard of Buy Nothing Day. Yeah. We actually did a post about it last year, the year before. I can't remember. And there was a little bit of backlash, actually. Really? People what saying, is the backlash? Well, in particular, so I do see part of this argument, because we did talk about it. If you save your money for like mm-hmm. a really long time, you don't purchase really much of anything, but you have something on your list that you need to purchase like a pair of good winter boots or something yeah you wait until black friday to buy like a washing machine yeah like that's an expensive thing and you've been working really hard and going to the laundromat and you're like today's the day it's gonna be on sale i can afford it that's a different thing so folks were saying like well buy nothing day is actually just hurting folks who are not in like who are in a more precarious economic situation so why promote buy nothing day when that's a day that could help people purchase things they might not be able to afford regularly. So I do understand that like certain that sentiment small minority of yeah. people who are like Which waiting. is like always like devil's advocate. Yeah, you're you just, know, kind yeah. of situation. Mm-hmm. Um so I would still advocate for like as much as you can, don't purchase things 
Like, sure, it doesn't have to be on that one day and you saved money and you want that one thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, even practicing at first, buy nothing day on a different day. Sure. Buy nothing yeah. week for a different certain time. Like, yes. trying to expand it and not just focus it on that one time. Yes, Because exactly. it's more sustainable thinking long term. Exactly. And the other thing that buy nothing day should encourage is curbing that um, impulse purchase mm-hmm. tendency. So... Even if you're in the store and you are just going in for your winter boots, we're going to keep using that example, (laughs) (laughs) then you're not also getting like this cute outfit or like, you know, this like super awesome tech over here or something like that because it's also on sale. You're you're here, why not? Or when you're shopping online, the, the thing where free shipping applies to something if it's over $50 and you're at like... $30 and the shipping is going to cost you $20. Well, if I just bought $20 more of stuff, Mm -hmm. more of stuff, then I would be able to get free shipping. (laughs) Yes. So I'm saving money. You're not saving money. (laughs) And like not even ever using those items. So yeah. So it's, it's that whole, the, the, the thrill of getting a discount or getting a deal Mm -hmm. can be really addictive for people. And I don't know why. Uh, and I've talked about this in past episodes for like anti-consumerism. I think that's episode 10 and we've talked about the Buy Nothing Project, but like why you're shopping? Are you shopping because you're sad? Are you shopping because you're bored? Are you, are you hungry? Like why are you shopping and mm-hmm. why are you making these impulse purchases? Yeah. Um, and uh, what can we do to help you feel better about yourself? Like you can express your boredom <laughs> or whatever it is. In a different way. In a different way. Yeah. What is society missing? Where can we get you to have your kicks? somewhere else and your thrills <laughs> <Yeah>. somewhere else <laughs> yeah so that's, that's a really good point and I mean like one of the things that I tried doing myself was like as much as I will try to eventually get to that point of like little waste as possible mm-hmm. even just like unsubscribing to those emails that you get from st- certain stores that yes. email you like twice a day saying like here's a deal it's only today you're gonna miss out if you don't do oh, it I know. <laughs> or like I tried like bullet journaling for a while where like I created a list of like what are items I would really like to purchase eventually mm-hmm. so then I wouldn't feel like I was steered in a direction of like oh there's a really good sale or something why don't I just do it to treat myself it's like mm-hmm. no save money for more sustainable things mm-hmm. or like better quality things better quality than like too. fast yeah. fashion items yeah. Yeah, anytime you're shopping at a place where you're buying something new, they're going to ask for your email address. And yeah. you're allowed to say, no, thank you. Yes. <laughs> or... You can still be polite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if you receive that email because it's, you know, easier to just say, here's my email address. Yes. Then you scroll down to the bottom of an email. Yeah. And in the tiny, tiny fine print, yeah. there's usually a link that says unsubscribe. In fact, yeah. I think that's a law in Canada that you have yes. to be able to unsubscribe from an email list. So you can go unsubscribe, yep. just take an afternoon with a nice cup of coffee, a sunny window <laughs> at a cafe, and go unsubscribe, unsubscribe mm-hmm. to all of these things, and delete everything in your inbox from them. Yep. And then as they come in, one at a time, you just unsubscribe, Yeah. and you get rid of that digital clutter. And also, and... Yeah, it like frees up your own mind space, like yeah. it is freeing. Yeah. <laughs> Although be careful with the unsubscribe thing. I've like tried to do that before, and they like reroute you to the second page, and you think you're clicking unsubscribe, but they like bold or make bigger the ones where you're like oh. you you want to go back to subscribing, <laughs> <laughs> which is so silly. They or like sneaky. they create like instead of like no is in a red button, they 
do it into a green button and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if you're not really that bothered by it, you'll just continue getting their emails. Oh, I know. Or there's different things. I don't know. You'll unsubscribe from this mm, uh, yes. target that they have with their marketing, but yeah. then, you know, you'll still get the emails for this other thing from the yeah. same company. Like if I unsubscribe from flyers from Walmart, but mm-hmm. then they still send me things for the photo center or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll get you. They will. And it's just that suggestion. When that suggestion is there, hey, you should buy this thing. And mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, ah, sure. Like, you know, I was going to go there for this anyway. So I'll get mm-hmm. all these extra things because they're on sale. Yeah. That's hard. Um, I don't know how to help people slow down their consumption habits other than having like choosing a day of of rest. Like in mm-hmm. the Catholic Church, you're encouraged, uh, and I'm Catholic, so I uh, think of this often, that Sunday is your day of rest, and, and you very often shouldn't buy things or, or support things as in like going to a restaurant, because mm-hmm. like, even if you only ordered water, you're going to a place that like requires other people to be working on a yes. Sunday, when yeah. you want to encourage everyone to be resting. So the only place you go is to the church, home with family, have a meal kind of a situation. Yeah, I was an altar server. I know about the Sunday nice. rest day. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I only recently in this past few months have started practicing that seriously. And it's it's very frustrating sometimes to be mm-hmm. like, oh, I still have errands to run and I and mm. I can't do it today because today is my day of rest. But then at the same time, you're just kind of like, oh, guess I'll do it another day this week. Yeah. Like, yes, I have to plan my week better and do it on Saturday. And so if you had whatever you want your day to be, a day of the week that you literally spent no money, mm-hmm. uh, then that would just be so freeing unless it's like I have to take the bus to like get to work sort of thing yes or yeah whatever. like you know what I mean where you're not getting a coffee or going out for lunch or getting groceries because you want to be able to just use up what's in your pantry or in your freezer yeah. and you know you just stretch your money a little bit further without mm-hmm. having to buy something just pick one day a week that would be great yeah that sounds awesome back to the free market I kind of want to know how mm-hmm. people can start their own free market do you have any mm-hmm. suggestions yeah. for that if you are in Peterborough, I would say, like, connect with us, work with us. Yeah. <laughs> Why not not have to reinvent something that already exists? That's great. Yeah. Or if you're near another Operg, that, like, Operg Brock already has something like it. Operg Toronto already does. Or if you're near one of the many others in Ontario, ask them to start one because they already have a network of people provincially to help them build it. That's great. And we'll put all of the links for all of oh, cool. your, like, your site and, and everything, like resources, so that people mm-hmm. can at least have your contact information if they have questions um, on how to start something like this. But... Oh, for sure, yeah. And then if they want to start something that's like somewhat similar to the free market but maybe different, we also have something called a working groups. So basically, if you've like wanted to create a new group but you like don't know how to get started Hmm. but you have like a vision for something we help people get started in building new groups that's how the season spoon yes yes so there was a group of students who was like there needs to be better affordable healthy food on campus and from a working group the season spoon was made after oprah got involved now they're their own autonomous amazing thing yeah (laughs) um so and that's not the only time that like a working group has become something else and like quick has also started their own type of working groups and i think actually green up might have started through quick or something like that cool um so like many amazing organizations start from a few people wanting to get involved 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. So while we don't have a bunch of working groups currently, part of the reason is there's already so many amazing groups in Peterborough. Mm -hmm. So before we create something new, I ask, have you heard of these other groups before? Yeah. (laughs) So similar, like rather than reinventing and like putting all that work into it, Mm -hmm. someone may have already started that too. And you can join that community rather than having to build your own new community from scratch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's still an option of like, maybe there's like this very like particular type of topic you want to cover, then come to us and we can help you get started. If you've never done meeting minutes before facilitated and don't know any of that kind of stuff, we help teach you how to do it. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Basic skills. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Do you have any other events coming up Mm. that you want to, uh, advertise because this episode is coming out the Sunday after Black Friday and the... Sunday before Cyber Monday. So we're right smack dab in the middle of all of this crazy consumerism. Um, (laughs) What uh, events are coming up anytime soon? So we've done 25 events this semester. That's incredible. Oh my gosh, it's not even December yet. So 14 were for Disorientation Week, which is basically a week of events in September that focus more on um, kind of challenging status quo and like teaching oh. students more about social environmental justice and like linking like-minded folks together. Oh, amazing. That's um, cool. So, so instead of orientation week. Yes. Okay, so it's I the week it. after orientation. Okay. So like we don't want to conflict with those events because they're still like great ways to meet people. Yeah. Um, but some of the events that we do um, are more like cultural awareness trainings, oh. uh, mending workshop with the Quartha Sexual Assault Center. Oh, wow. So like educational skills building, but also there are like super fun events like Cards Against the Patriarchy. <laughs> so <laughs> we do like a mixture of like educational awareness, but also like just gathering. Amazing. <laughs> so we had like a vegan barbecue at Sadler House and like over 150 people came out. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, so it was really great. Uh, really great turnout this year. We'll be doing it again next year. So, uh, And we actually worked with over 20 other groups and clubs and organizations in Peterborough. Incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. You're such a hub of useful knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's the dream. <laughs> and then, like, um, actually, what might be interesting and kind of relates to the other things that we're talking about was... The Trent Sustainability Office ran um, Trent's kind of waste reduction week. We ended up doing something called a thrift flip um, with the Trent Visual Arts Network, where we took single lonely shoes and turned them into planters. Oh, okay. So they brought like some paint and stuff. So if you wanted to, you could personalize it. But otherwise, it would probably go to a landfill or just like... If you're lucky, textile recycling. Yeah, not so. Not instead, yeah. we upcycled those shoes That's that cool. were like little lonely shoes that didn't have a match that we collected for like years. Um, I did not come up with the idea. Someone else who I actually like used to work with Oprah did. Um, but I was like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> that is so interesting. What do uh, thrift shops do with those lonely little items? Because it's socially appropriate to maybe wear mismatched gloves or socks, but not really shoes. And Were like there any to find the same size yeah. of different shoes would yeah, also be a left difficult. and a right of the same size would be <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because like, what do you do with those? I guess they would just go in the garbage or something yeah. or be burned because the amount of the amount of times that like <laughs> again with my ditch diving, I I find <laughs> I find so many single mittens yeah. or single 
things mm-hmm. um, that need a pair. Uh, and so I bring them home and wash them, but I do have a, a weird collection of single mittens mm-hmm. and gloves that, that, what do you do with them? Like, yeah, no, that's a good question. Cause like, so at the free market, it's obviously like anti-consumerism. It's also waste reduction. So mm-hmm. we keep stuff that you would not normally see at a thrift store because you would assume you can't make a profit off of it, so why would you keep it? Right, and they're so inundated with stuff anyway. Yeah. So we try and like maintain, I mean, it's difficult with how busy the room has been lately, but we try and have like at least a bin or two aside specifically for items that like might need a little help finding new homes or new Aww, ways to be yeah, used. Cool. So rather than just throwing them out, being like, no, like there's an opportunity, there might be somebody who wants it, needs wants it. Wants to like stuff a pillow with a bunch of single mittens or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like one year we got like multiple boxes of just like carpet samplings. And so who, I don't know why? why and I don't know who. <laughs> but anyways, um, I did some like posts on social media of like a list of things that you could do with them. So like you could make your own rug. You could yeah. upholster something. <laughs> so like there are different things that you could do. You can make it as coasters for your home. Yeah. So like finding new ways to use things I like that. that aren't the original purpose. Yes. Being yeah. creative with that because yeah, Random Acts of Green does that sometimes too where mm-hmm. they're trying to like just rethink disposability. And I think that that's something that I've been trying to do too with helping people who are like, yeah, but this it's recyclable. Or can mm-hmm. you reuse it a number of times over? Like, yes. don't throw that yogurt tub into the recycling right away. You can reuse it to store stuff in your freezer, to mm-hmm. store stuff, or to get stuff from the bulk store. Like, you can rethink this disposable item mm-hmm. and and try and get some more use out of it. For sure, yeah. Why would you throw it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. Like, it's so funny because like you can easily slip into hoarding and i i don't know if that's something that the the free market is ever struggled with has ever struggled with is like yes. oh don't throw it out i don't want to make any garbage but like yes yeah, i point... have personally struggled with that with the free market yeah so at what point do you throw things away <laughs> so i started storing things in our basement yeah <laughs> which is not good <laughs> which is not good but basically when we did have people who were like the folks who would donate often to us, I would say like, we really appreciate your donations, but these are the types of things that people take more often Mm -hmm. and the room is getting really full. Mm -hmm. Another thing that we've done in the past is like connecting with other groups or clubs who might be able to use those materials. So like sending them there. Yeah. Don't come Um, here. We'll just give you their email and you connect and you bring it that way. Yeah. Or for instance, like you mentioned with the farmer's market, like you took a bunch of really great dishes. That's awesome. So what other people or groups can we connect with to say, here are things that we have. Yeah. Um, So we have done that with like shelters in the past. Obviously they want newer items first, but if they don't have things like an inventory or people donating, Mm -hmm. there is always an option for us to then donate things too. Good. So we've done that with like mugs before or like winter clothing items. Yes. We actually ran a winter clothing drive with Trent International. Good. Because international students spend so much money on tuition as Aww, it is. I meant to so, have to also buy coats and it's so friggin' cold right? here. So we donated at least six garbage bags worth. All of it was gone within like two hours of the four hour event. Amazing. So we're doing it again next semester. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. So like finding other ways, cause like there's clearly a need. Yes. We just need to like connect with people. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's what you're there for. You're just bringing all the people together so people know that they can go to you and that you'll connect them with the right people. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So not only for free items, but also like other organizations or initiatives or like you want to do a rally. Who would you connect with? Like Mm -hmm. ask Oakperk and we'll probably know who to connect you with. That's amazing. I had someone ask me recently like, oh, we did this event together a while ago. Do you know someone who does something on like creative writing? And I'm like, I'm not artistic, but I know these three people who, if they don't, they know someone who does. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You must have such a network in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And time management. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't leave your job anytime soon. That's like yeah, right. institutional <laughs> knowledge all up here. That's Actually, the... yeah, that's so important. I'm a full-time employee, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, a lot of people assume like, oh, this work could be done by a student. And while a student may be capable... I, with such high turnover and everything, yeah, we're talking about the networking enough. and stuff. Yeah. It's not really conducive to have a student. Mm-hmm. So where can people go to learn more online or connect with you and follow you on Instagram or social media, wherever you are, so that they know like what the free market has an abundance of or how For they can sure. learn more? On Instagram, you can follow us at Oprah Peterborough. Um, I'm pretty sure it's like operg.peterborough for most of our stuff. Okay. Um, but if you do like an easy search, will be the first thing. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, we do a lot of these, like, actually I don't, we have a placement student. Her name is Amanda. She does beautiful posts of free market finds Amazing. on our Instagram, especially. Um, so if you're like, oh, I don't know, like how to make this work or like I know I need a new pair of pants but I don't know how to put it with other items I already own Mm -hmm. they're like really cool examples of how to do that that's great that's Um, so nice yeah and it's nice to showcase what you have because people are like I don't know what the free market has (laughs) yes everything (laughs) or like showing people like these are the type of dishes that we get in sure so if you're like oh I can't make it there anyway so we do stuff like that we also have our own website which is opergptbo.ca um, my email is operg at trentu.ca mm-hmm. or just like feel free to drop by on the first floor of Sadler House. I'm pretty much always there. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking with me about yeah. all of these different initiatives <laughs> happening and the connections between social and climate justice. And yeah, it's all so, so relevant right now and so important to talk about. So yeah, thank, thank you. you so much for having me. Bye. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you would like to learn more about public interest research groups or how to start a free market, you can visit opirgptbo.ca or follow them on social media at opergpeterbo. If you enjoyed today's episode, you'd probably enjoy episode 10, Anti-Consumerism, and episode 40, The Buy Nothing Project. You can find those in our archives wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to all those who have left reviews on Apple Podcasts like BBBBBB8, who said, This podcast was recommended to me by a teammate. I am so glad it was eye-opening and hopeful. Thank you. And Missing Books wrote, Reminds me that I'm not alone in this quest to save the planet and fun to listen to. Thanks, you guys. If you haven't left a review yet, I would love to hear from you, so scroll to the bottom of the Apple Podcast app and tell me what you think. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can send an email to practicallyzerowaste at gmail.com or message me on Instagram at practically zero waste pod. That's all for now. Have a great week buying less everyone and talk to you soon.